to episode 13 of the podcast. This is the Divisive Podcast, and I am your host. Still have a very, very special guy with me, man. Tony T- Tony Keith Cole. He's yes. he's back on this episode. And uh, <laughs> I know we ruffled a few feathers on, yeah. the, on the last episode, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's got to be done, man. It's got to be done. <laughs> Hey, look, if, if we want change to happen, man, we got to be real. We got to be honest. We got to talk about some of the things that's going on. Definitely. And um, like I said, man, it was no slight to T.D. Jakes and and the work that he's done for the community. But yeah. um, it is sort of a slight to T.D. Jakes and the work that he's done for the yeah. community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how it crippled us. It crippled us, man. A lot you know of it mean? did. Yeah. It even crippled our expectations. Yeah. You know, yeah. How we view church, how we view ministry, yeah. How we view what a man of God is supposed to be, what he's supposed to sound like, what he's supposed to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, if he doesn't have the mass following, then you're not a real prophet. You're not a real this. You get what yeah. I mean? Is oh, you got a small congregation, or yeah, you're, you're doing street ministry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like. Oh, that's because you're not really called. Because if God really called you, then you would have this and you would have that. Yeah. And then we have other people that have that same image as him that kind of validate their statement. Exactly. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, you don't really see the smaller ministries doing this. You don't see them on TV. Yeah. Unless it's like the local TV uh, station. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because it's like. Everything now has we've been conditioned to accept that yeah. as Christianity. Yeah. And if you look at if you just take the ministry of any one of the most prominent figures in the Bible, mm-hmm. they were always on the outside yeah. of everything else. Yeah. Look at the prophets, man. Look at Jeremiah. I mean, look at Isaiah. Look at some of the people who were the most prominent figures in the Bible. Look mm-hmm. at Hosea, man. Yeah. Hosea had to marry a, 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 a prostitute, bro. And it's bro. like his yeah. wife would not be accepted in today's church at all. <laughs> like, at all. and she was still doing the business when well, he was. <laughs> but you know what? Then again, she might have. <laughs> she might have. And I'm not trying to be funny, but but when, she, but not not openly though. Not, not openly, openly, of course yeah, yeah, not. Yeah, definitely not openly. Of course not. Secretly, it, everything is about image. <laughs> exactly. Everything's about image. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh man, it's it's a uh, it has to be a point where we can free ourselves yeah. from that. Um, and I don't want to get this wrong because I'm not I'm not a the- theologian, man. I, I didn't go to school for this stuff. And the people who have gone to school for this stuff are the people who have the ministries behind their name. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, to me, those are the ones that are crippling. But I feel like um, that's America. Period. As yeah. long as you got the the papers behind your name, yeah, oh, you're yeah. validated. You're validated, but that's not true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some people, some people can get degrees and stuff like that behind their name just so they can learn how to finesse a system. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if I could get enough valid paperwork that'll make me valid as the, then it's like okay, so now I could kind of like switch this around, do this, do that, and this is why you're starting to see where it's like the falsehood is starting to come out. You know, yeah. it's people, they they went to seminary. You get what I mean? Yeah. And now they know how to kind of like, oh, we're going to do different word placement. And it would kind of change the whole narrative. And then, you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and now 
when you you know we talk about the 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 conscious or the subconscious mind, that stuff is leaking. It's leaking all. Yeah, it's, you know what I mean. Leaking. And before yeah. you know it, you're starting to align yourself to something that's not true. But your brain has programmed yeah. your thoughts to mm-hmm. make it true. To make it true. Exactly. And anything that goes against what you think, mm-hmm. now you're you're calling it um, heresy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now right. you're being blasphemous. Yeah. Now you're doing things that, oh, God would not approve of that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, what Bible are you reading, bro? Because when, when I look at John the Baptist, mm. as wild as John the Baptist was, they wouldn't accept him in the temples. At all. They wouldn't accept him They'll in the escort church. him out. They'd escort him out. We don't do that here. Exactly. <laughs> you out of order. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, when, when, when he said, when, when Yeshua said, the traditions of man make God, makes God's word ineffective. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a passage of scripture that a lot of churches pass over. Yeah, yeah. Because we've we've found a way to do business, and we found a way to do church, mm-hmm. and now we put the two together. Yeah. And now we're big church business. Yeah. And as long as we can continually say that, yeah, we're we're a force for good in the community. Mm-hmm. Now we can actually start making some money off. Exactly. Of. And and now we can treat you however we want to treat you, accept you or reject you. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy because um, I was reading scripture last night and the disciples, this is when the 5,000 was being fed. Yeah. And the disciples suggested to Jesus, right? Hey, you know, we should send them on their way because they've been following for a long time. They need yeah. to go get something to eat. Yeah. And he said, well, what do you have? Yeah. Like, take what you have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get them settled where they need to be settled and yeah. bring what you have to me. Right. He forced them to use what they had and give right don't 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 send them away yeah exactly no you have it give it yeah. and you know the crazy part is that's one of the most um stubborn parts in the church yeah right and people that call themselves christians is the fact that why should i take what i have and give it to you yeah well, if you're saying that you're a follower of Christ, yeah. Well, that's exactly what he had his disciples do. Because what do you say? If a man asks you for your exactly, coat, give him. Yeah, yeah. Give and him it's like coat. he said, if you and then go the extra mile, go the extra mile. Exactly. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so it showed us that because if they went to the temple, the temple would have rejected them. Yeah. Uh, well, let me, let me clarify that. He said, he, if he asks you for your shirt, mm-hmm. give him your shirt and, and your, your coat. coat also. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I mean? go the extra. So if 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 you know you see somebody hurting mm-hmm. and they're asking you for something here, my job is not to say no. Right. But we so we do have to also understand as well that there's a point where people can abuse that. Yeah. And we have to be able to discern that. Yeah. But the the difference is we see people hurting, we know they're hurting, mm-hmm. and we choose not to help. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. If we see people who are looking to abuse us mm-hmm. and we engage them and they continue to abuse us. Mm-hmm. That's not what he's talking about. He's no. talking about the people who we know are hurting or the people who we know need help because yeah. sometimes there will be people in your life who will test you mm-hmm. just to see if you are a man of, of your faith. Yeah. And and you saying true to your faith, it can change them. Yeah. But a lot of people don't they, nah. they don't they don't see that. Nah. And you know for me though in, in both cases, whether a person comes to abuse and use or a person that genuinely needs the help, for me, I'm like, 
I'll give it to both. Yeah. Right. And and the reason why is because name one time that I could give and he doesn't give back to me. Right. Especially yeah. if it's in a case where I was being used and abused. Oh, that's double time for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's yeah. double time for me. So um, and then sometimes we have to kind of like watch where we're hurt, because a lot of times our hurts can program our thinking to believe that everybody's trying to abuse us and use us. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean, I believe that yeah. that's what happens a lot of times. It's like we don't go through that deliverance process from last season's abuse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Somebody, you know, trying to take advantage of our soft spots and stuff like that. And so what happens is now we're in a new season and somebody critically needs to help. And it's like, I'm not doing it. Exactly. You know? And so, and you know, the crazy thing is I, I was um, getting a lot of backlash because of the whole Kanye West situation. And, um, talking about, <laughs> talking about what you're talking about. Yeah. Are you so, about the recent one or the, <laughs> yeah, the recent one, what, where they claimed that he had a, a breakdown, you know what I mean? Again? During his um, campaign. Again? Yeah. And but see here's the thing. You know how media spins things. And so we only get to see one part of the situation and everybody's chiming in like, oh, he's crazy and he needs help and y'all need to pray for Kanye. And these are mostly Christians that's doing this. And I, I had made a post and I was like, you know, instead of just calling the man crazy, listen to what he's saying because the thing that I learned about Kanye is that he's he speaks a lot of truth, but we don't know it's true because, like you said, we don't do the research. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So he's speaking some things that's true. And people's just like, oh, he's crazy. Like he made the Harry Tubman. Yeah. <laughs> and then we come to find out that he was actually speaking some truth. All right. So so give me some history on that. Man. Well, all I know is I posted the link of this guy. That was basically breaking down the whole Harriet Tubman situation and her connection with the Rothschilds. And if you oh, know okay, about them, you. then yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of already explains everything. In the but sense. see, and, and the only thing I don't like about how Kanye delivers things. Yeah. Kanye doesn't understand that everybody's not on his level of genius. Exactly. So people. You but can't, he tries to get them there. He can't, he, yeah, but you can't. <laughs> you can't. Though, especially because yeah. you have to understand, like, there's there's only a certain number of people who can actually have a conversation with Kanye that Kanye connects with. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Everybody else is just listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we have to understand that, yeah, sometimes we got to spoon feed people and other yeah. times we got to give them a whole meal. Yeah. And uh, Kanye, he does a lot of giving a whole meal yeah. when we need to spoon feed people because yeah. a lot of people aren't ready for that and they're not willing to do the research. Yeah. Behind all of that, but then that's the same thing. Like when you get the the the, the preacher, or the the man of God, that or woman of God, because I want to make it seem as though it's only men that's doing ministry, but men or women <laughs> of God, that'd be a whole nother. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the men or women of God that go up and they've been sitting, containing all of this information, yeah. all of the revelation that they've gotten, and then they finally get the chance to speak, and it's mm. like. Whew, Vomiting everywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and it's like gotta get it all out because I never know when I'm gonna get the chance to speak again. And that's that's a problem because yeah, they're waiting for that their time on that soapbox. Yeah, and that's not what we're called to do, no. man. No. We're, we're, if you get revelation and you can impact the person that is next to you, or yeah. you can impact the person that's across from you, do that. Yeah. Don't wait until you get five, six thousand people in front of you to want to say something. But bro, they don't give us that opportunity, and yeah. that's the thing about the church structure. That has paralyzed many people yeah. in their purpose and yeah. in their call. It's like it's like a one man paradigm. 
Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. He's the man of God. She's the woman of God. Yeah. And we're not going to, you know, we're not we're not allowing people to speak in here. Yeah. And anything that you need to say need to go through, you know, like the board of acceptance. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the board of trustees. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, and all of that other stuff. And and then if the man of God or the woman of God puts the seal on it, then we'll give you a day and time that you can actually come up and speak. Yeah, you get what I mean? Yeah. And when it shouldn't be that, you know, I've been in a church, man, where it was a it was a it was a woman, a guy who had a desire to kind of just have like a small group, you know. All right. And, you know, her whole thing was, you know, because we're a large congregation and I just feel as though that sometimes we're not able to connect as much. And um, she's sharing it with, you know, people that's in the right positions to kind of like push the idea. Yeah. And they was like, oh, the man of God is not going to go for that. Mm. But how not when in the book of Acts, we see that this is what the church was basically all about. Small groups where they were all coming together, breaking bread, fellowshipping. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah. In fact, that's how the church grew. Exactly. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But as long as it's, it's like, oh, no, well. Anything that the that the people need is right here. No. Yeah, that's crazy. No. Yeah. Because can you imagine you have a big ministry? Well, church. Mm-hmm. You have a big church doing ministry, right, at an extreme level. Yeah. And now you're so used to doing it this way that now you have... Because what we have to understand is that any person that steps in the midst is a gift yeah. right so now you have this new gift that walks in and maybe your church is more about evangelism but doesn't really embrace the prophetic yeah right and so now you have somebody that comes in that has the prophetic gifting yeah your church is not known for that the culture of your church is not known for exactly that. and so now you want to go to another level well, that means that things need to change and what if that person that comes in your midst is the change that's needed Right now, they're threatened. Now, exactly. That ha- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that actually happened with me, man. Yeah. Um, this young kid in his twenties. Yeah. Going from church to church because I was invited to speak. Mm-hmm. And now after I'm, after I'm done speaking, the congregation is like, "When are you coming back? Right? When are you coming back? Yeah. And I look at the pastor, and the pastor's like, he feels threatened. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations with some people. They was like, "Yo, like." Why'd you preach that message? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, why are you teaching like this? Yeah, like, why are you doing this? And when I started to see, so growing up, man, I grew around, I grew up around a lot of gang culture. Mm-hmm. Same. So when I started seeing how gang culture was kind of yeah in church culture, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's like. Nigga, this my sect and yeah. this my hood. I rep my hood, bro. Mm-hmm. You can't be coming. It's like G check. So yeah. So like, <laughs> you don't want me saying certain stuff to the congregation, or right. you don't want me. All right, bro. That's cool. Like, like yeah. I'll back up, bro. Like you ain't gonna have me back. But it's like when you start to step in on their territory that they feel like is their territory because yeah. this is what they built, right? It's it's. It's JD Ministries, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and now little old Lamont, who just has a message that he wants to, uh, you know, he feels led to give, and then he gives the message. Now your whole JD Ministries is feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I think that's a little bit about what Paul and Barnabas kind of went through. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they had that little altercation yeah. and they had that little split yeah. up. But it's like, we have to understand that ministry is selfless. Exactly. So I'm not, I never had uh, ministries behind my name. Right. The name of my, um, the name of the church that I was doing it was mm-hmm. Finding God's Will Ministries. Mm-hmm. You really didn't even know my name. Right. I don't say my name on the podcast because right. my name ain't important. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I just say this is, you know, this is divisive podcast. I'm your host. Right. I don't need you to know my name. Right. I want you to know my guest name because they're important. Right. So when it comes to stuff like that, man, it's like we have to be able to separate that because a lot of times people feel like their livelihood is threatened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to, you know, I do HVAC. Mm-hmm. So I go into a lot of houses. I went to a house of this pastor. Blew me away, bro. <laughs> Blew me away. I'm like, you live, you do what? Yeah. All you do is preach? Yeah. How you living here, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. And this is you and, and you, your wife, and one kid? Mm-hmm. Your house is bigger than mine, bro. And I got six kids and a wife, a dog, a snake, and a, and a bearded dragon. Like, <laughs> I don't see nobody else living in this house. Like, yeah. it ain't like you housing the congregation. Right, right. Like, so this is their livelihood at the end of the day. And it's like, okay. So for you, if somebody comes in and takes your position as pastor or leader, mm-hmm. this is a lot for you to lose. Yeah. So what really is your motivation? Right. And I don't want to question your motives. Yeah. But I have to question your you motives. You have to. Like, is this, are you doing this because you love people? Are you doing this because you love the word? Are you doing this because you have a passion to get people to know the truth yeah. of God? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or are you doing this because, yeah, you like all those things. Those things are nice, but this can yeah. benefit you as well. Not to mention, you know, when you talk about the tithe, the, the Levitical priests, how they were in the temple, right? Yeah. They were working in the temple they were working in the temple <laughs> you understand what i'm saying you guys are not in the temple working every yeah, day y'all yeah. didn't forsake and then not only that the reason why the tide had to be given to them they didn't share in the same inheritance their exactly. inheritance was god yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah his presence yeah you understand what i'm saying yeah, so it's like they, give yeah. to them so that they can have what they need exactly and right? they and they still didn't yeah. hoard no they they gave out to the widows they yeah. gave out to the orphans they gave out to the aliens yeah. They gave out to people who, who needed mm-hmm. and they did not have time to go out and till the land. Exactly. They didn't have time to work at all. So when we put that in perspective and then you look at the tithe that Abraham gave, gave to Melchizedek, the 10%, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is now all of a sudden, that's the all encompassing number that we have to right. give. That was one. He tied one time, bro. That was one example. So I should just give it once. There you go. That was one time, bro. Right. Abraham to Melchizedek, and he felt led to give that. He led, yeah, he felt led. Right. And then when you fast forward to the New Testament, and you talk about how giving is done in the New Testament. You look mm-hmm. at the Book of Acts when the Holy Spirit fell upon them people, and you know, in that that group setting. And then you fast forward a couple chapters, mm-hmm. and people were selling their possessions and just laying it down yeah. at the disciples' feet, yeah. so that it could be dispersed evenly, evenly. amongst everyone. Yeah. So every need was met. Every need was met. <laughs> yeah. This one for the church, so that they can actually have a, a big building that everybody can come to and right. congregate while they're getting right. killed and fed the lions. Right. No, that's not what it was. This was okay. We'll divvy this out to you because you got a family. You need, you have needs. You got a family. You have needs. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're sending you to Macedonia. We're sending you to Corinth. We're sending mm-hmm. you here. So here's your travel money. You know exactly. what I mean? And it's like, so that's that's how ministry was done. And it got yeah. to the point where Paul even had to write to 
I believe it was the church in Corinth. He had to write and say, hey, the people in Macedonia mm-hmm. are hurting because they yep. don't have enough money. Exactly. They don't have enough resources. Exactly. So if God puts it on your heart to give, what I'll do is I'll send Timothy around and he'll mm-hmm. come weekly and mm-hmm. gather whatever you're led to give. Exactly. And be reminded that God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. So whatever you give, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Yeah. And that's like that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. That's that's New Testament. They don't want to hear that, bro. They don't. Like, like you preach that somewhere. Time is up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Time is up. And yeah. they put you on the ban list. They put you it's on not the welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not welcome here. Yeah. And then they try to demonize you, call yeah. you a uh, call you a devil or yeah. witch. You know what I mean? It's false prophet, false, false prophet. teacher. Yeah. You know, you need to go back and study some more. That was yeah. not of God, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And but that's what it is. It you know the funny thing is, cause when we was talking earlier about um, you know, stepping out as an entrepreneur and just taking that step of faith that was all god initiated mm. you know what i'm saying yeah. i read um luke the fifth chapter yeah and it was dealing with that of peter and you know jesus is at the sea of Gennesaret, and the disciples well they weren't disciples at the time but we know them as disciples but yeah. peter and james and the rest of them they're kind of like washing their nets yeah, because yeah. they have finished going out they didn't catch anything and then Jesus enters into the boat of Peter. Yeah. And he says, okay, launch out into the deep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And cast your net. And they had already been working. They had already been working. <laughs> They've been working. You get what I mean? So they probably tired at this point. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Peter's like, we've been toiling night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Caught nothing. He said, but nevertheless, at that word, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And they caught a great number of fish, right? Yeah. To the point that their net began to break, and the the fisherman that was in the other boat had to come and help. <laughs> yeah, help him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And when that scripture was communicated to me by way of a dream, mm. right? I had never read that scripture prior, and it was initiated through a dream. Yeah. And I read it, and I said, "Well, God, well, what is this all about?" Yeah. It's like it's time for you to live supernaturally. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. what does that mean? So my steps of faith was like, launch out. Yeah. Do this. Do that. Yeah. You know, I didn't know anything about photography. Yeah. yeah I yeah. didn't know anything about anything that I'm doing right now. Right. Mm. But just by doing the research, watching other people do it and stuff like that. And yeah. asking for the understanding and the knowledge and the wisdom and all of those different things. At the time when I'm taking that step of faith, you got people that's like, God didn't tell you that. Mm. That's not God. He wouldn't tell you to quit your job. That's exactly what he would tell right? you to do. Yeah, <laughs> because when you really think about it, because watch this. Right after that, he says, okay, now follow me. Exactly. And they didn't go fishing again until it was time to pay tax. And yes. he said, hey, you know, but that whole time, if they was in the boat, that's because they was traveling to do ministry. Yeah. Man, it's so funny, man. The crazy part is people, they think they know the word. Right. And they they know nothing about the word. And and I will tell you why. It's because when you're in that church bubble, Mm -hmm. you're just being fed. Yeah. You're being fed. Or you're being programmed. Programmed. That's it. Let's use those words. Yeah, you're being programmed. They put that battery in your back and they send you out. Programmed to their agenda. Exactly, yeah. And like I said, so I want to preface all of this with... Mm -hmm. We're not anti-church. No. We're not anti-ministry. No. We're not anti-tithe. It's, that is what God is leading you to do. Right. 
we are anti-agenda. Exactly. So I think the most important thing that Yeshua was here to talk about was the intention behind our actions. Yeah. Yeah. If we just go church, if we just go ministry, if we just go tithe, if we just just go and we, we have no intention behind it, it's programmed in us. It's something that we do on a normal, on, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That becomes that tradition that makes God's word ineffective. Right. Because there's no life behind it. You know what I mean? When you have intention and a lot of people who don't even go to church, who don't even uh, study any Christian theology, they talk about intent. Mm-hmm. They talk about meditation. They talk about all these spiritual principles because these are universal principles. Right. They work whether you believe or not. Yeah. And when you have an intention behind an action, it's pure. Mm-hmm. There's purity there. Yeah. And that can be used. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't see that in the church. It yeah. sounds pure. The message sounds pure. Yeah. But is it really there? Right. You know what I mean? And, right. and they, they, they do a big song and dance. I mean, they, I mean, when we used to, uh, I'm not going to name the church, but we used to go to a big church as well known in, in uh, this area of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Man, we would do praise and worship in the beginning. Yeah. They would do two, three praise songs. We get you up and running, and they do two worship songs. We get your hands lifted up, and everybody's sobbing and crying, and we're feeling the anointing. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just, it was a good experience. Then we sit down. They go up. Uh, somebody comes up and does like the church announcements, and then they talk about the tithe. Yeah. And they give a nice 10, 15 minute speech about the tithe. Mm-hmm. And then the band gets back up, mm-hmm. and then the band starts playing music, and it makes people want to get up yeah. and start dancing, and yeah. Start reaching in their pockets. Exactly. <laughs> You're paying for that light show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, like I said, we're not anti-church. No. It's it's the intention behind everything, man. Is it if you're a church out there and you're teaching this gospel, right? Is this gospel intended to change people? Right. Or is it intended to change your ministry? Right. And I believe that, you know, even right now, you know, during this whole pandemic, right? Mm. We're starting to see because most people are so used to doing the idea of church mm-hmm. that they couldn't stop. Yeah. And then there's people during the pandemic that just stopped. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh man, I ain't got to really deal with people like that. Cool. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. As as far-fetched as that may sound, it's true. Yeah. Because just like, what happened to so-and-so? They yeah. used to always be, yeah. now we don't hear it, right? And then you have people now that's like, whether it's God initiated or maybe they, you know, kind of just self initiate, it's like I'm about to just start doing like a social media ministry. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and what happens? Is, and I'm not even against it because I feel as though that what we're seeing is the the voices that should have been heard from the very beginning. Exactly. Now that, started to be heard. Yeah. I mean, me? you go back to that many a call, few are yeah. chosen. Yeah. So many people are called, but. The chosen ones, you got to understand, when I look at the idea of the big names in the Bible, mm-hmm. they didn't want to be leaders. No. They didn't want to be in the forefront. No. And it's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want their name behind ministry. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. It's and true. it's a reason for that because they knew how, they says uh, absolute power can corrupt absolutely or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the phrase, but it, yeah. it makes sense. So yeah. when, when you look at Everything that's happening in the world today, man, the people who used to be Christians that are now atheists that are still in my circles that I talk to, mm-hmm. a lot of 
the impact that the church has had on them influenced their decision to become atheists. Yeah. And when I have conversations with them, I'm like, okay, well, dude, what you were taught is not even right. Yeah. But now they're at the point now they don't even want to give me the time of day. Yeah. They don't want to hear anything I got to say. Yeah. And it's like, you know me, bro. Like, I'm not I'm I'm not out here looking for your money, man. I'm not out here looking for your sympathy. Right. You know what I mean? If anybody that because I try to support as many people as I possibly can, no matter what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. even if it's not something that aligns with my my particular belief. If you feel like what you're doing makes you happy, mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent for that. Right. And when people start to see like certain things not align up with what they were taught yeah. and what I'm kind of presenting to them, that cognitive dissonance kind of gets in there. Mm-hmm. They get upset or mm-hmm. they just they don't want to talk about it at all and they just yeah. leave. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. man, so we got to understand the impact that, especially, what do you, what what are they calling it, man? It was, it was a term in the 60s where it was like a certain type of gospel that they, the, um, is it the prophet gospel? What is it called, man? The pro- prosper God, prosper oh, gospel? The prosperity. The prosperity gospel. Prosperity gospel, yeah. Yeah, where you tie a certain amount and then yeah. you get this amount of money right yeah. back and Get in this line if you got. You know, get in yeah. that line then. Pay fifty dollars for. Uh, yeah. Water <laughs> and a handkerchief. A water. And you know, yeah. Seven days and you'll get your miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I got my check in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Yeah. I, yeah. I did that, man. Yeah. I did. I that. did it. I did yeah. it. I can't lie. I did it. Let me try this real quick. Yeah, it was some um, Peter Popoff. Yeah. Yo, Peter Popoff. But you know what's funny? But you know what's funny? Peter Popoff, come to find out, they discovered that he was using um, different techniques, especially dealing with that of frequency and vibrations. Mm. And um, these are universal principles. They work. But you know, when we say universal principles, I always say to people, because they're like, no, that's not of God. And I'm like, well, who do you think created the universe? Create. Yeah, thank you. You I mean, so it has to fall under his. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, it it works. Yeah. If you. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you know, like Steve Harvey, Tyler Perry, all of them. Yeah. They were putting principles of the Bible in yeah. their everyday life. Yeah. They told they told us, oh, I was doing this. Yeah. The Bible said it. Yeah. And they said it like they the old like Christians don't even believe it. Exactly. <laughs> right? But it actually works. Yeah, exactly. You know, so when we start seeing stuff like that, like, you know, people that meditate and all that, and it's like Oh, well, I thought it, we should be worshiping. Yeah. But you shouldn't take out meditating. Because the Bible clearly st- clearly meditate. states to meditate on the word. Well, there. Exactly. And you shall be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, so yeah, what you're yeah. trying to be is connected, connected to, to the meditation. The meditation. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, man, because Terrell, he was on episode one and two. Mm-hmm. That's my dude, bro. That's my nigga. Mm-hmm. Um we talk a lot about meditation, man. Yeah. And I was always taught that meditation was a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't meditate because you're, now you're allowing certain demons and all. Uh, yeah. No, no. Listening to these dudes twenty four seven TBN twenty. Yeah. That, that's allowing certain demons. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, it's like they're, they're preaching a doctrine that's, that's that that literally goes against what we are supposed to be believing. In. Yeah. So I started studying just the ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He would preach. Mm-hmm. He would heal. Mm-hmm. The cra- Okay, so one, one quick thing about the healing. A lot of times when he healed somebody. What did he say? About their faith. Your faith yeah. has made you yeah, whole. Yeah, your faith made you whole. Yeah. 
Your faith your has faith. made you whole. Yeah. So, to me, that was a very important point to note that we have that healing power in us already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only thing was, even though, just like the lady who touched him in his garment, mm-hmm. she knew that if she could get to him and touch the him in his garment, that she would be whole. Yeah. It was her faith activated with the power of the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. when she touched him immediately, immediately yeah. power left him. So yeah. he knew something happened. Yeah. But a lot of times we, we give too much credit to things that God has already placed in us. Mm-hmm. And what we have to do is find the key to activate it. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is the Bible says that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Exactly. So we have people who are able to tap into those same elements of power who don't even believe. Yeah. And back to the meditation point, when Jesus would do ministry, oftentimes he would leave and go away. Yeah. Because he had to have time back to himself. Mm-hmm. He had to meditate. He mm-hmm. had to get back to the word. Because when you meditate, it allows you to free yourself of certain thoughts and certain yeah. distractions. And it creates like a filler. It fills you back up. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he was done, he'd go right back and do ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have to understand that Jesus, even as perfect as he was, he still had to go back and take time away from other people to be in a position to where he could have time with God to fill back up. Yeah. And a lot of people who meditate, who don't consider themselves to be Christians, they say that they get their energy from Mm -hmm. source. Exactly. Well, who's source, bro? Like, (laughs) exactly, exactly, exactly. The same, the same, the same principles that you guys are using. Now, the church is considered that to be demonic. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. You yeah. got to understand, like, even when there was a a, a, a soothsayer that was around Paul, mm-hmm. continually around Paul, mm-hmm. he didn't mind it until he got until she got on his yeah. nerves. Yeah. Like, come on. You're doing too much. Like, look, you look, fam, you got to go. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, get out of here, fam. But it's like, we have to understand, man, that everything is mm-hmm. not evil. Right. Everything is not evil. And what I believe is the intention behind it creates yeah. that evil. Yeah. Because when we start using certain practices that the Bible itself talks about, I mean, now science is saying that consciousness has a frequency. Mm-hmm. They found out that consciousness yeah. has a frequency. We've been through that. Yeah. Because yeah. the Bible talks, you know what I mean? The Bible yeah. talks about that. Yeah. So, and I had talked to, uh, to Delvin, and one of the biggest things to me was that if... The Bible says that even if man doesn't praise him, even the rocks will start to cry out. Right. And science is now proving that things have certain frequencies that sound like music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's like, it's just yeah. like y'all, y'all keep trying to say the Bible's a lie. Everything yeah. in the Bible's a lie. But y'all just catching up to what the Bible been saying. Exactly. <laughs> and don't want to give kudos. You don't want to give it credit. You know what I mean? You don't want to give it the credit. Like, yeah. y'all take it from us. Yeah, to establish these things, and then the and then the Christians want to. No, that's not exactly. Yeah, they're fighting against it. They're and fighting I, against it. And yeah. I'm like, so. And my thing is this: like, why would you think God is anti-science? Right. If if He created all things, that means He created science. That means it's Boom. just a matter of time before science complements what the Bible's saying. Exactly. And you know that's the thing. It's like. That's what's going to eventually happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to get to the point where we start to see like, oh, man, it all comes back to him. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Well, we've been saying that. Yeah, we've been saying You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that it takes a while for us to kind of like accept. Because it's too much emotion. It is. Too much emotion. And that's what has, that's really what it is. It's like, you know, even if you have like um, a son or a daughter and, you know, they, they believe a certain thing about, you know, a person. Yeah. Right. No matter what you say, because they have like whatever attachment to an individual, it's like, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe it until yeah. they got to see it for themselves. Like you yeah. could, you could say those are not good friends for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the laughing, the sharing chips and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Builds that connectivity. And it's like, yeah, but they share their chips with me. That's good. Yeah. You know, I've been told that if people share that it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they got to be good. And then now something drastic happens. Then it's like, oh, man, they weren't good. Yeah. I should have listened. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what happens. And I believe that, you know, with the with the church world. You know, I man, for the past month now, I started. I, I'm, I'm starting to see now that the church world likes to demonize a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah. that they don't understand. Yeah, and you know, they don't do their research enough. Yeah, the, the the moment something new comes out, they post it without being like, "Let me see what this is about." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then when you try to share some truth about it, it's like, "No, it's not." You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's not. How you know? Because I did the research. Oh, where you get the research from? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I had a conversation with a lady about the Kanye West situation. I'm like, oh, well, do you follow him? Have you heard the interviews? Have you done this? Have you done your homework? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, no. <laughs> so how are we going to have this conversation? <laughs> yeah, because right now, the popular opinion is to demonize whatever yeah. he's saying. Yeah. It's just like the whole lady with the uh, who came out with his video... Praising hydrochloroquine, mm. uh, hydrochloroquine, zinc, and an, another drug yeah, mixture yeah. cocktail that, that she was yeah. putting together, and everybody came out and just started going Bashing. through her past. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so the fact that she said she has 350 patients that were cured from COVID, yeah, with like underlying ailments and other diseases, that doesn't make sense to y'all. Right. Y'all would rather go back and demonize her past. Yeah. Because she said some crazy stuff. She did. But what happened to those 350 people? Yeah. Find them. Find out if they exist. Find out their personal records. Right. Find out her treatments. And if it works, I don't care what she talked about beforehand. Right. But you know what? It's like what Jay-Z said. He said, we don't believe you. You, you need, need more people. people. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. that's how they are. That's media, man. Once, once media gets you to a position where you... Where you relying on them? Yeah. Then they are your voice. They are yeah. your God. Yeah. And a lot of times Sad. people stop thinking for themselves. And it's like you have to be able to take what somebody says and put it to the test. Yeah. If you tell me something and me and you have had the worst time, mm-hmm. if we've never had a good experience, but you tell me something that could be beneficial to me, yeah. you think I'm going to d- dismiss it? Yeah. No, I'm going to put it to the test. I'm going to see if it makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to dismiss it. Yeah. But you don't have to. I'm not going to demonize you in the process yeah. without even researching what you told me, and yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. What's going on with media in general? We we've been conditioned to learn from a valid mm-hmm. source, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's what's happening in the church. Yeah. As long as he's got that title or she's got that title. Yeah. They are a valid source. And they use fair tactic. Oh, don't don't talk against the yeah. man of God. Yeah. Don't talk against the woman of God. Yeah. But if what they're saying is false, it's false. Yeah. That's, we yeah. can't change that, right? Yeah. It's not like I'm saying, okay, now I'm going to blast them and, you know, put yeah. them out there and shame them. No, it's just like, nah, yo, what they're doing is wrong. I'm going to tell you, man, <laughs> I got a friend. Um, he's a pastor of a very, very well-known church in the area. Mm-hmm. I hit him up on Facebook because he had posted something. I responded. He didn't like my response. Mm. So instead of me engaging him in a public forum on Facebook, I sent him a message. And I was like, hey, got a couple questions for you, bro. And I listed these questions. And I said, hey, I just, whenever you got time, I know you preach this stuff. But whenever you got time, could you help me understand why you preach this stuff when the Bible doesn't support it? He ain't hit me back. He's seen the message. He ain't hit me back. So a few weeks later, he posted something else and I put up that. Hey, bro, I know you see my message. Hey, get back with me. He's like, yeah, 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 bro. I forgot. I'm going to get back with you. I'm going to get back with you. So I sent him another message. I'm like, hey, bro, just reminding you, man, you say you can get back with me, bro. Like, hit me up. He's like, yeah, bro, I got you. I'm going to hit you up right after I finish this meeting. I got a meeting. I'm going to be out at two o'clock. I'm going to respond to you right then and there. Never responded. (laughs) Never responded. Yeah. And it's like, I'm asking you simple questions, simple doctrine related questions mm-hmm. that, that I know you're teaching. And the main question was, if you're teaching this, are you teaching this because you truly believe it? Right. Or are you teaching this because you know it benefits you? Right. And the fact that he couldn't answer that question gave me the answer that I needed. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys understand that? That's the whole point of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I believe in putting truth to power, right? Yeah. So if you truly believe something is powerful mm-hmm. because you can change the world, whether it's true or not, you can change the world you with can. it. You can. But once you're presented with a new idea mm-hmm. that contradicts your own, don't be afraid to put it to the test. Yeah. Because as soon as you put it to the test and you figure out that what you believed is wrong. Yeah. Are you going to be willing to change? Yeah. Or are you going to are you going to forcefully put yourself in a position to continue to teach a message you know is wrong? Yeah. I mean, and it's true. You know, it's just like, um, you know, should should we? I, I don't know if I should put this out there, but it's like, should we call ourselves Christians or disciples? Should we call ourselves this or should we call ourselves Israelites? You get what I mean? It's yeah. like, and, and then it's like, well, the Bible says that we're Christians. No, no, it doesn't. They were called Christians. <laughs> they were called Christians. Yeah, yeah. And they were joking on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So do you want to be a joke? You want to be yeah. connected to a joke? Aha, you out here yeah, looking yeah. like little Christ. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you want to take what Jesus said, make other disciples? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. a disciple is a they they're a student yeah. of their master. Yeah. Oh, but no, we don't want to be slaves. But that's not what we said. We yeah, said yeah. students. Yeah. Of the one that's teaching them. Yeah. So that then they can actually do the same things that they've been taught. Yeah. See, it's so funny, man, because like we, we are so scared of that term master, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you got to look at <laughs> if If you're like, for me, I'm in the trades. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the trades, right now I classify as a journeyman once I take my test as a journeyman, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to have a five-year time in the field before I can even take that test. Mm-hmm. Once I classify as a journeyman... After a couple a couple more years or a certain amount of hours in the field or in schooling, 
I can qualify for a master's. Yeah. Which makes me a master at my job. Exactly. So when if I if I have an apprentice under me, mm-hmm. I am his master mm-hmm. electrician exactly. or master plumber or you know what I mean? I right. operate under my boss's master license. Yeah. So it's like yeah. we gotta understand, man, like <laughs> terminology is terminology for a reason. Yeah. Like, we got to understand how powerful these words are, man. So, But perception sometimes changes the definition for people. It does, yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. But yet and still, when you say that, it's like, oh, I don't want to be nobody's slave. But yet and still, it's like when the pastor tells you to do X, Y, and Z... Yeah. Right. And you don't see it. Yeah. Or if you break it, when you, you know, when you, when you think about church, it's like, let's assemble the slaves and then we're going to get somebody and we're going to beat them <laughs> over the head with the Bible and submit, yeah. submit, submit, yeah. submit, submit. Yeah. And then you get somebody that gets the true revelation of what the word is. Shout out to Nat Turner. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 for real. And then it's like, oh, no. Now, now I'm preaching something different. Yeah. Now I become a threat, like you said before. And then what happens is, you know, we can guarantee people's freedom yeah. by preaching something that goes against the whip. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, in church, it's like, well, how did church start? <laughs> See? How did church start? <laughs> because now if we can understand how church started and then you kept that same program going. Yeah. Well, that's what you're under right now. Yeah. Well, they was assembling folk. Right. Mm-hmm. To kind of get them to go with the program. Exactly. And they were misinterpreting, <laughs> misinterpreting the the idea of slavery. Exactly. And boy, that's a whole whole other different. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, because yeah. man, that that's one of the biggest things people people always see. The Bible condones slavery. The Bible condones. Bro, you don't. You got to understand it's nah. deeper than that, man. Yeah. You have to do the research on yeah. it. You got to know in what text are they talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are yeah. you indentured servitude? Are you a criminal? You know right. what I mean? Like it's it's so different, many different man. Levels. It's so many different levels. Yeah. So, bro, like I said, <laughs> yeah. it's so much. It's it's a lot, man. But bro, I appreciate having you on the podcast, man. Yes, this sir. is definitely dope. Yes, um, appreciate it. We definitely got to have you back on, bro. We got to talk about some more stuff, yes, man. But yes, sir. Uh, guys, I thank you so much for listening. Again, this is uh, Tony Keith Cole. Yes, sir. Um, tell them how they can get you on Facebook and Instagram, bro, and on SoundCloud. Everything is basically the same. Facebook is Tony Keith Cole. Um, Instagram is Tony Keith Cole. Snapchat is King Cole. And SoundCloud is Tony K. Cole. Tony K. Cole. Yeah. Hey, man, this is, bro. And Twitter. Oh, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, Tony yeah, Keith yeah. Cole. Yeah. Matter of fact, make sure y'all follow, like, subscribe, all that good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Um, Follow Divisive Podcast on Twitter. I just put the Twitter page up probably about a week ago. I know I'm late. Um, And I will have a Facebook and Instagram page coming up for the podcast. But like I said, we're just trying to get the word out, man. Whoever listens, listens. Yeah. Uh, it's going to yeah. be a blessing either way. I appreciate doing this. I'm not a media guy, so I thank you guys for rocking with me. Um, it'll just get better by, you know, by with time. So I appreciate it, man. So thank you guys for listening in. This was episode 13 of the podcast, and we'll catch you guys next time.